Hello, welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts, a podcast where you, our listeners, can become part of a conversation with us. We are three therapists who are going to talk about the good, the hard, and all the in-betweens of life. Come join us. Welcome to Thoughts on Thoughts. Um, we have all of us here. This is Jessica. I can see Taylor and I can see KJ. You guys can't see us, but you'll be able to hear us. So let's start talking about friendship breakups. So we're talking about when you're ready to break up with someone in terms of your friendship relationship, not a dating relationship, and when you have been broken up with, whether that was like someone talked to you and said, we can't spend time together or whether they just ghosted you or whether you both just kind of like grew apart. So that's what we're going to be talking about. I'm about to break up with you after that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) That's rude. (laughs) See, open communication. Yeah, so healthy. Okay, let's first talk about when you break up with someone. So... You might be seeing some red flags in your friendship, things that are making you uncomfortable. One red flag that I would say is really important to clue into is if you feel like you are the one that always has to apologize or kind of make amends and ask for forgiveness when there is some growing apart happening Like your friend continuously comes to you and says, you know, we're growing apart. What's going on? You're being weird Uh, and putting a lot of that emotional work in the relationship on you when really it takes two to make a relationship and a friendship work. So if you feel like you're doing all the work to keep the friendship afloat, that is a red flag. Another red flag would be if you're around this person and you just feel drained, like you don't feel uplifted in the friendship, you aren't feeling good when you come away from spending time with this person, there might be something going on, or feeling manipulated or used or gaslighted or any of those very uncomfortable things that can happen in relationship relationships. If those things are going on, it may be a time to kind of take a step back and do a relationship inventory of sorts and assess if this friendship is still fulfilling to you and if it's worth it to keep it going. How does one do a relationship inventory? So an example of a relationship inventory is this. You could journal about how you're feeling about this relationship. You can use a scale. So Before you spend time with this individual, you kind of see how you're feeling emotionally. So I get out my journal, I go through how I'm feeling, my emotional climate, and I say, okay, I'm feeling about a six today. Like I'm a little anxious about seeing this friend because things feel weird, but overall I'm feeling okay. And then I spend time with this person, I come back to my journal afterwards, and I record how I'm feeling. And maybe I notice a drop in my mood from spending time with this person, and now I'm at a four. 
And so doing kind of this journaling work can really bring to light how you're actually feeling instead of spending time with them and then just coming home and kind of brushing it aside. You can also journal about what this friendship means to you. Is it fulfilling you right now or does it feel like just a lot of work? Are you just feeling drained and overtired? Even just thinking about the friendship makes you feel drained. So that is a way to just kind of get those emotions and thoughts on paper and then you can look at it and see, okay, what's my next step? Do I want to bring this up to my friend and talk about it? Is this relationship worth saving for me or is it one that I'm feeling really strongly that I need to step away from? So now we're going to talk about that process. If you decide to salvage the relationship what can you do and if you decide to step away from the relationship what can you do and really quickly before we go into that I read a quote earlier today that I think kind of can also you can put this into the inventory that KJ was talking about it's by Young Pueblo and it says um, an irreplaceable friend is someone who highly trust her highly values your trust naturally feels like family appreciates your honesty still feels love as you change, um, finds it easy to laugh with you, holds space for you in tough times, supports your happiness and safety, inspires you to love and know yourself, and then helps you not question your self-worth. So it's kind of like after reading through that, if you're thinking about somebody specifically and they're kind of checking off most of those things, or if they're not checking off any of those things, then kind of a moment and also I wanted to mention really quickly like why is it so hard to kind of get to that point where we have to decide whether or not to let somebody go like I feel like a big thing is like exterior obligations right like or at least is what I hear a lot from clients it's like there's a person that's kind of toxic like not super healthy and then it's always like but I work with them but their husband is my husband's best friend, but I've known them since high school, but our moms are friends, but we go to the same daycare, but our kids go to school together, but we carpool, you know? So it's kind of like recognizing that although those things like, yeah, that will make your life a little bit more difficult for a bit, but at the same time, it's like, if they're not meeting these needs, that's taking a toll on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and all of those buts are just excuses to not set a boundary and to not take care of yourself. And so really what you need to do is set a boundary of like, I can be cordial and this person can be an acquaintance for me, but they don't need to be a good friend where I'm expending precious emotional energy on a negative relationship for me, you know, because I think that that is true. Like they still are my coworker. I'm still going to have to see them. But maybe I don't need to give them emotional energy like I have been. It's kind of one of those things where it's like people are adults. And not all adults act like adults, right? But say you feel like you want to break up with a friend, but her husband is your husband's best friend. Well, I feel like the husbands can figure it out. Like if that's going to take such a toll on their friendship that they can't be friends anymore, then that's an interesting thing for them to look at and figure out. But really it's one of those things where you have to do what makes sense for you and your mental health, regardless of like what other 
relationships this may make uncomfortable for a bit as dynamic shift like it will all even out again at some point like there will be a new balance of things but it might just take some time so here are some tips for boundary setting in your relationship so that you can end the relationship or bring it onto new terms in a way that's healthier for you, right? So some of the tips are if you have a long-term close relationship and you need to end it, I think the first thing to do is to set boundaries and to try and fix things because you have a lot invested in it. But if you have tried setting boundaries and it hasn't worked, sometimes it really is like, a real relationship breakup where you need to tell them you're ready to end the relationship. And a lot of times that can be a lot kinder and you should tell them why in a kind way so that they can understand without blaming them or putting them down, but just helping them see like when I'm with you, I come out of it and I feel a lot more depressed and hopeless about my life. And I just can't continue to do that because I'm having a hard time bringing myself up to an optimistic place after hanging out with you. And I need to protect my energy right now. And so I'm going to have to say that we can't go get coffee every Tuesday anymore, you know, whatever it is. And so I think it's helpful to set those boundaries, to be very open and honest about what is happening because people get their feelings hurt, but it's a lot less hurtful than wondering why they just ghosted me and what happened and we've been friends for so long and I thought we were so close you know and then they can get some valuable feedback and you can give valuable feedback and do what's right for you which is a really good thing for honoring and respecting yourself this kind of reminds me of something that Jessica said I think in one of our past podcasts where it's kind of like we get that hang up of believing that especially old friends like say friends from high school or something like it's okay to let relationships go like there's nothing wrong with releasing a relationship like we don't have to stay in those relationships forever because sometimes they stop serving us and they stop serving the other person so it's I think that's a big belief sometimes that we need to tackle when we're taking these steps towards doing a relationship breakup or a friendship breakup is the belief that I there's something wrong with me if I cannot stay in this relationship forever. Whereas you're both people who are going to learn and grow and do separate things. You know, I think a lot of times, like I would tell my clients, like the premise of the show Friends is that there's this group of five friends who are friends for nine years and they are best friends for nine years and don't like occasionally let someone else into the circle, but basically it doesn't change. Yeah. Like a celebrity guest appearance or something, right? Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) Like Paul Rudd can come in and marry Phoebe and that's cool. But he's great. Yeah. He's the only one who lasted. Right. And so it really is like realizing that is not typical life in any way, shape, or form. Like every workplace show, like The Office, I guarantee that no one would still be working in that office after season three because they would move on to other jobs. That's just realistic. And so to realize that life grows and changes and we grow and change with it is, it's a healthy way to view life and realize this is my best friend right now because I work here. 
But if I change jobs or she changes jobs, we can still be good friends, but maybe over time we'll grow apart and then we won't really be friends. But I have this new friend at my job, so then I can be closer to her, you know, and that's just realistic. That's how life works. And that's okay. And in those like breakups, you don't breakups being like quotation marks. Sometimes it is just like a natural movement away from each other and it doesn't need to be addressed. Sometimes you do need to address it. But a lot of times it's just like when you grow apart, you grow apart. It's just learning to accept it and be able to grow with it and move into new things rather than just holding on to what has changed. I think there's just a lot to be said about proximity. I think that's a very natural thing to have happen. Like you're closest to the people that you're around sometimes and you can see every day or you live near them. And that can be hard, like feeling like I had such a good group of friends in high school and then we all went to different colleges. And now when we go home, like we don't even try to see each other. That can feel like there's a little bit of mourning that can go along with that of just like, oh, life changes the seasons, but it's very normal. So we had some questions people asked about that, like just drifting apart. And I think just knowing that that happens to probably all of us to some extent. Then there's the other scenario of you being ghosted. And this can be hard because it can trigger something in you, whether it's like pride, like, oh, I wasn't even worth having a conversation with about this. Or, you know, just insecurities like, oh, I wasn't worth you fighting for a friendship. And it can feel hard. Uh, I have personally had this happen to me where I was just like blocked on all social media by a person out of nowhere. And I was very confused about it. But something to tune into was I felt relief, like the friendship was Mm -hmm. already kind of unraveling and it was already a source of stress and I was already feeling some of those things that I mentioned earlier, like drained and feeling like I always had to try to salvage things and the emotional climate around it just wasn't healthy anymore. And so when I was ghosted, I was like, oh, well, I feel relief. Like there is some hurt there, but overall I'm going to tune into that feeling of like, oh, this is like I can finally breathe and not Mm -hmm. feel like this cloud over me in this friendship. And I'm going to choose to relish in that feeling more than like my feelings got hurt. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. I would say if you get ghosted, maybe try to feel the entire spectrum of what that brings to you. Like, does it just feel crappy or was there something that your mind and body were trying to tell you for a long time about this friendship? And then when it wasn't there, it was a non-issue anymore. You did feel some of those more positive feelings come. All right. So let's mention like if you're ghosted and it just is hurtful and you're taking it very personally because you feel like you are not a good enough person for that person to have liked you, right? What you really have to do then is do your own work because them ghosting you is not about you because I guarantee there are tons of people in this world that you would connect with and do really well with. And that person that you chose to connect with and then they chose to ghost you, like 
that was their choice. And it doesn't have to do with you. It has to do with something in them, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times that's a good opportunity to reflect back on our own self-esteem, our own feelings of worth and trying to find something stronger to build it on rather than do people like me? Because there's a lot of life to be lived outside of that one friendship that went south. You know, there's a lot more people to connect with. And the big thing, like I talked about in my making friends as an adult episode, like most adults want friends. It is very hard to make friends as an adult. And a lot of adults feel lonely. And so if you're ghosted by someone, it can be hard because you're like, that was like my homie friend and we were close and I could talk to her about this. But really what you have to do is take that vulnerable part of you and go find someone new to connect with. Because I guarantee there's someone else on your street who doesn't have any friends who just is like, I wish I had someone and you can be that person for them. You know, if you are ghosted over and over and over again by friends, it's a great time to look at your behavior and maybe see if there is something that you're doing that's maybe a little bit anxious attachment style where you're maybe clinging on too hard or being too needy or expecting them to be your complete and total emotional support system. Things like that aren't fair. So if you do find that you're having like constant emotional, I mean, constant relationship breakups, that might be something to look at and maybe even go to therapy for, you know, but most of the time you're fine. And it's just as the relationship changed or they had something going on in their life or whatnot, you know? And I don't know about you guys. Maybe this is just to me personally, but tell me what you think about this. In the age of social media, I feel like we kind of, since we're connected to so many people all the time, we kind of start feeling like we also just need to have a ton of real life friends because we have so many social media friends that it just kind of feels like, oh, I just should be surrounded by so many friendships. I don't know. Do you experience that? Like, I just feel like that sometimes. Like, I just need to hold on to all these friends I've had through every stage of life and just have a big group. Or it feels like every time you see a friend somewhere else doing something with new friends, it's like you have that jealousy of like, I'm not their favorite friend anymore. Instead of realizing like, KJ lives in Logan, Taylor lives in California. They should have other friends. I'm happy for them. You know, (laughs) sort of being like, ugh. I cannot believe they went to Taylor went to the beach with a friend today. This is so hurtful, you know, and it's realizing realizing that like not every friend you've had is going to be your current everyday friend. And you don't have to have a gazillion everyday friends. You just need like one or two. And if you feel like no one is inviting you to do stuff, then start inviting people to do stuff, you know? Like that's an easy problem to fix in terms of solution. It's harder to do in execution, but the solution is if you want to have more friends, then reach out to more people. Mm-hmm. But it is unrealistic to expect that you will be invited to every hangout that any of your friends ever have. So you don't have to like expect that, that you should be hanging out every day with someone, you know? Yeah. And I think it's important also to recognize that different friends meet different needs right so like something like we talk about everyday friends like somebody that you can go to the park with your kids with or somebody you can go on a date night with your husband or something like that and then you have um like friends that like 
you know, feed your soul, <laughs> like a couple of those people. And then you have people that are more like acquaintance. So it's like there are just so many different needs. And sometimes we shed those needs. Like we just don't need that thing anymore. And so I think that it's okay to recognize that like we don't have to have like, like KJ was talking about, we don't have to be surrounded by all of these people all of the time that are constantly validating us and being like, hey, I like you. I like you. I like you. I like you. It's kind of like, oh, like I'm good with me. I have a couple of people that feed my soul, like one, two people that I feel like I can go to. Maybe they're close in proximity. Maybe they're really far away in proximity. And then these other people, it's just kind of like we shed needs and we grow. And I think that it's okay to recognize that like social media is not our reality. Like it is a part of our life, which can be really great and connective, but like our everyday face-to-face reality, it's not the same as what it looks like online. And I've heard Jessica in the past refer to this concept of like as top tier friends. <laughs> so you've got your like. I did have a whole thing where I literally had a birthday party and I had to write out all of my tiers of friends so we could decide who to invite to the restaurant. Oh my gosh. Do you I remember this? It. And I included Elliot you remember before. That. And so, oh yeah, well, it was a big deal because I included Elliot. Even though I didn't know if he liked me, and guess what? Now we're married, so stuck on that world. Oh, so, <laughs> the feist came out. But yeah, yeah, there it is. I'm back. Um, but yeah, and also I got that from Mindy Kaling in the Mindy Project. She says, "Best friend isn't a person; it's a tier." So I have top tier friends. I love Taylor that. and KJ are top tier friends. <laughs> Yeah, it's like what Taylor called those like soul friends, like the people you can connect to on that level. And really, you only need like a couple of people that are on that tier. And someone asked on our Instagram if their spouse is this person for them, like their best friend, their true best friend, like is there a problem with that? I don't think there's a problem with that at all. Like if your spouse is meeting those friendship needs and you're not crossing that line of being codependent, like they fulfill you for everything and you can't do anything without them, then I think that is just fine. But if you're feeling like, oh, I need to branch out and, you know, have a little bit of time in a different friendship than just being with my spouse and all of these friendship needs, then that is something to tune into as well. But really, you can meet those needs of attachment and fulfillment in just a couple of relationships. Mm -hmm. And I actually have a fault with this. I feel like Logan's constantly trying to like reframe me with this because I like have a difficult time having surface relationships. Like Maybe it's just because of our profession or maybe it's just me, but I'm always like, I don't like small talk very much. I don't like superficial chat. I don't like, I just like, I feel like I have such a small amount of like uh, extra space to give people. I'm like, I don't want to waste on superficial stuff. Like I want it to be significant, you know? So I'll be like, you know, we move every few years to a new place with a new pool of people. And I'm always like, oh, like, yeah, I like talked to this girl today and it was good, but it was so surface and I just need something deeper, you know? And look, it's just like, Taylor, not every friend you have is going to like feed your soul. Like you have those people and that's so great. He's like, sometimes you can just have friends, like just have some friends, talk to people, have a little bit of a verbal outlet. That's okay. Like those people can still qualify as friends, which is 
I have to keep remembering that. No, that's so good to remember. And it goes back to what you said, like you're going to have different friends for different things. So we had a couple of questions about things like, what do we do if we realize that our friend is going through something hard, but we want them to be there for us. And we realize that they don't have emotional energy, but it's also hurtful to us, you know, or like, our friends aren't texting us back or, you know, things like that. But maybe it's not because they want to end the relationship, but just because they have a lot on their plate. So we can kind of talk about that a little bit about how sometimes individuals do have a lot going on and they don't have the emotional bandwidth to put time and energy into friendships. I know for me, like right now I have like 10 Marco Polos that I haven't listened to because I just I don't have time or energy for that right now. You know, I have a lot of texts that I haven't responded to. And it's just because when life is busy and life is hard, you have to put your time and energy into the things that are most important. And sometimes that isn't like this friendship that's over here. And maybe it's only this one friendship. And so it can be hard for someone to watch maybe like, oh, Jessica is spending so much time with her friend, Sally. And Sarah over here is like, um, but she's leaving me on read all day long, you know. And I think that there's a lot to be said about deciding for you if that's okay or not. Because if for you, it's like, that's hurtful. And I don't want to have friends in my life that do that to me. You get to decide that. And then you can be like, you know what, Jessica, I'm just not going to try texting anymore. And I'm going to be done. But if for you, you want to address it, you can definitely address it. And maybe I, Jessica, I'm like, hey, I'm really struggling right now. I'm really busy. I have a lot going on. I just don't have time, you know. Or maybe you just did it over Marco Polo and I just still didn't listen. You know, like you just never know. (laughs) So it is what it is. But I think there is some element of we have to cut our friends slack when we think that or we know that they have stuff going on in their lives. But then we don't have to if that's important to us. If we don't want, if we want them to say, hey, no matter what's going on in your life, I want to be a priority, then maybe that's not the friendship for you. And you can go find a different friend who also does prioritize that, you know? And I think it's important to point out that there's nothing wrong with either of those friends. Like there's nothing Mm -hmm. wrong with, it's really just figuring out what you need what your priorities are. And then I I think it is just like looking at other humans with compassion because a lot of the times we get these false narratives in our heads where we're like, they don't like me. They're manipulating me. They're trying to do this on purpose. They're they're, um, ignoring me because they're trying to prove a point or something like that. Like we kind of get this idea that like all these other human being friends like are um, like negative or trying to be hurtful when really it's sometimes for me, I have to like change my perspective or shift it a little bit because I'm just like I'm not their top priority they're not like, thinking I, about you all day they're not thinking about me all day. like it's just that's just how it is like we yeah, think it's about, not offensive yeah it's not it is not offensive at all it's reality like we mm-hmm. have to we have to serve ourselves we have to serve our families and that like that's who we think about all day is ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like, so I think it's just kind of being like, if you can, I know sometimes we can't and that's totally fine as well. But if you can try to look at these people with a little bit of like compassion as to like, they're just doing their thing. Like they are just living Mm -hmm. their life to the best of their capability. And like Jessica said, which I think is such a big point here. 
I can accept that or I don't have to accept that. Like Mm -hmm. you are 100% in control of that decision. And so Mm -hmm. make that decision for yourself and then move forward with that. Yeah. And maybe for you, it's setting a boundary of, hey, when life gets a little bit busier, like, will you just let me know so that I don't bug you? You know, and maybe that's the boundary you set. And then you get to see if your friends can respect it or not. And if they can't, then you say, "Hmm, well, they're not respecting my boundaries. So maybe this isn't a good relationship for me. And then I can move on, you know. But then other times it's like, some of our friends just pop up when they have energy and then they go away when they don't. And that's just reality. And if you're fine with that, then wonderful. Taylor is a very fair weather friend and that's okay. I am. I mean, I'm not bothered by it. And so that's <laughs> fine. So it works out for us. And probably because I'm the exact same way. So yeah, it's like, I'm looking we'll, at we'll both just, like, of you. Mutually not talk. They <laughs> did like. Yeah, no, that is true, actually. I think this week we left KJ and read, like, probably five times. So. <laughs> it's all right. KJ and it's funny because not... I know that Bod has an unread Marco Polo from me, and I'm about to tell her, just delete it. I figured it out. But I haven't even thought about it since I sent it to you. <laughs> See, and I don't even know because there's 10 of them, so I don't even know who And that's from. totally fine. <laughs> yeah. See, and this is friendship where we can just forgive each other and move on. Yeah. And it's wonderful but also, if this bothered you, if like right now you were like, yeah. oh my gosh, I'm so glad I am not Jessica and Taylor's friend right now, poor KJ, then she really is a champion. <laughs> she is. She like puts up with so much. Well, she look does. what happened. So, you guys left her. me on red multiple times, but I still got you to record. She did. I know it's she true. Did. We we're are here. here right now. We answered the question. So, I was and say, she, and she loves just, us. I always yeah, win. She just re asks them in person and then it's fine. <laughs> so much easier that way but you know sometimes it just is it's respecting you and your boundaries and your personal energy and space and realizing yes this is the kind of friend that I can have who just pops up sometimes or no I cannot have that friend or be that friend and that's wonderful go find someone else who is in that same boat because there are tons of people who don't like that and you can be like a nice little friend group over there so happy I'm so happy for you. Go to brunch, you know? I love brunch. Brunch is the best. <laughs> Remember brunch before COVID? We used to oh. brunch. <laughs> I miss it so much. <laughs> so I think I like our general takeaway from this episode, because you might be listening and be like, wow, I feel like there's a lot of complexities to friendship breakups and a lot of different scenarios and we could hash out each kind of scenario, but really just remembering relationships are complicated. But at the end of the day, you just have a, have to assess what is fulfilling you and what's not, and what do you want to do about it? Do you want to do something about it, or do you not right now? And then be okay with your decision. And if you decide that you need to leave a friendship, then Jessica laid out kind of your options in the beginning. You can ghost you can set boundaries, you can try to work on it, you can set boundaries and leave it. And there's different levels of what's going to be healthy for you. And just try mm-hmm. to do what is going to be healthiest. And then if you are broken up with, allow yourself to feel all of the emotions that come with that. It can really suck and it can hurt. You may feel some relief. And recognize that 
it likely is more to do with them than it is to do with you, but that is a good time to reflect on the kind of friend you are. And if that happens to you frequently, take a look at maybe some reasons why that is. Mm-hmm. So we hope this was helpful. We hope that our friendship episodes are resources to you. We had so much feedback and so many questions about these topics that we could do a whole other episode if needed. So just let us know. But hopefully this was a good jump start and helped you kind of assess what you have going on in the friendships in your world. And don't forget, we're always here to be your friends through Instagram. Always. So if you need a friend, just reach out. All righty. Lefty lootsy, rightsy tightsy. That's no way to say goodbye. (laughs) That is a saying. It has nothing to do with saying goodbye. Does it? Were you going somewhere? (laughs) It was just flowing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's been real. It's been fun. And it's been a real fun time with you guys, our friends. Bye. Bye. Thanks for joining us today. We want to create a community of inclusion where we can have conversations about topics that you need help with or have questions about. We want you to have a voice in this process, so please let us know what you want to hear about on future episodes. You can email us at thoughtspod at gmail.com. And if you search thoughtspod, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All original music is composed by Milan Bryich from Valley of the Bears, and our logos are by Rick Thomas. Thanks for joining us.